G'day ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Early Game Podcast, episode 26. Now, Johnny Boy isn't with us again this week, he is still rather unwell. Um, COVID and all of this stuff, you know. But I am joined with the F-Man, as always. Hello. Ferris. Hi. Hi. It's How nice. are you doing, Ferris? I'm okay. I haven't seen you in two days. Yeah. Seems like a lifetime. Yeah, it's too long ago. I know, right? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm doing all right. We are recording this on a Friday night. We're, we're going to record this. this and yes. we're fucking off to the pub. Should be, should be nice. And, uh, yeah, the reason for that is uh, that I, I can't do Monday, and Johnny Boy is obviously unwell at the moment, so he likely can't do Monday either, so we figured. Yeah. Why not? Just uh, have a couple of beers, shoot the shit. On a Friday night. On a Friday night. Just two boys and their laptop. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that sounds really bad. Well, that's why I said it. <laughs> I Yeah, so no news today. We'll probably miss something based. Well, we had... Um, Someone will buy Ubisoft or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, Ubisoft came out today to, um, with a statement saying that they're not going to be bought by anyone. Well, but they also said... Um, well, if someone wants to buy us, well, I mean, we might look at it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, if, if you get offered a couple billion, then... It's like a... Str- I'm a strong, independent woman. Uh, oh, that's... Eight billion? <laughs> <laughs> well, Yves Guillermo, whatever, how the f- however the fuck you pronounce yeah. his name, the, that, that, that old French fuck who owns Ubisoft. Uh, very small... Um, ver- yeah, man. very small French man. He's been around for quite a while. He's Canadian, I think. I, I mean, at some... No, I, I do think he's... I, I do believe he is actually French because Ubisoft is a French company. Pretty sure it's French-Canadian. But that's... That's, that's neither, beyond the point. It's neither here nor there. Yeah, I have a friend in the marketing department at, a, at Ubisoft in Paris. Did I... Have I ever told you about that? No. Shout out to... And I'm going to butcher her name because I've always butchered her name and despite being told a million times how to pronounce her name. But her name is Ud. Yeah. Hello. What, uh, I hope you are doing well. So do I. <laughs> What were we talking about? It was soft. <laughs> well, uh, my point was that, I mean, Yves Guillemot is relatively old. He probably wants to retire someday. So if someone comes along and is like, look, we'll purchase Ubisoft. You won't be the CEO anymore, but you will get a couple bill. If also, I was him, that's, a pretty good reti- that's some pretty good retirement money right there. Also, you know, Ubisoft had their own almost Activision Blizzard like reckoning last year, and uh, the, the the little Frenchman came off came out pretty well. I mean, in terms of uh, Com- not com- not compared to Bobby Kotick. No, I mean, not I mean, not in terms of like allegations against him, but in terms of damage. Uh, yeah. To his reputation, I mean, people were fired or, or were being let go. I, I honestly haven't really looked into this. I, I don't really understand what what's going, what, what happened. So why don't you give us a rundown? Oh no, it's too long ago. Too long I ago. I don't remember, but it was. It's it not was... really relevant, newsworthy news right now, is it? I mean, it happened like a year ago or something. It's a while ago now, but it was kind of like similar to Activision Blizzard where mm. people inside Ubisoft came out with all kinds of allegations. I think not quite to the extent of Activision. There wasn't, I think, like a like a lawsuit and things like that. Mm. But it was uh, also showed a picture of widespread um, climate of misogyny and um, oppression. So it, kind of your standard big gaming corporation shit. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. And yeah, he he uh, he survived that, but, you know, maybe he's like, ah, oh, I don't want to deal with this shit because... Yeah, it, I mean, it gets to a point where, like, you've got, you've got so much money and you could just retire and yeah. not have to deal with this kind of shit anymore. And I think, I think Ubisoft could... I think they they, uh, they they had that thing where I think Vivendi or someone wanted to buy them. But that was a few years ago, mm. and, and the, the market changed a lot since then. And I think even Microsoft came by and was like, you know, you know, you know what looked nice on your Canadian yacht over there? Another 10 bill. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. New sale on your yacht. Yeah. There you go. 
You can literally make a sale out of money. Yeah. This is our. This is the Phil Spencer promise. Exactly. And I, I don't think they would say no. No, they probably wouldn't. Mm. But you know, you know what Ubisoft is making too much of nowadays. Assassin's Creed. Yes. Uh, generally open world games, I would say, which we're kind of here to chat about, okay. Evan. Come on. Give the poor sods over at Ubisoft a little oh, bit of slack. the poor sods. The poor sods. The poor sods over at Ubisoft. Oh, the poor little guy. I mean, come on. What are the open world games that they've released in the last five years? Far Cry 6 last year. Then the year before that, they released Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla, whatever the fuck it was called. The year before that, there wasn't you Assassin's one. Creed games. Watch Dogs Legion. Ah. And before that, Far Cry 5 New Dawn or whatever it's called. Before that, Far Cry 5 and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Then Assassin's Creed Origins at some yeah, point. Yeah, but Origins came out five years ago now. Yeah, you, saw, you said in the last five years. <laughs> yeah, but my point is it's, not like, it's not like they're Far saturating the market, are they? No, no, they're not saturating the market with the same kind of game that you play over and over again, which most people are tired of and still play like they're some <laughs> kind of... No, because they're fun. I'm sorry. I like I like those kind of games. I don't have time for those kind of games, but I do like those kind of games. And that's one of the reasons that I really enjoyed Far Cry 6 last year, because I hadn't played one of those games properly. Like, I hadn't sat down and played one for a very long time. I mean, because I haven't really been into the latest Assassin's Creed's. I, I don't like this RPG route that they've taken. I appreciate it. I can see that they're good. Not for me. It's just too much shit, and the up, up, upgrading system is just stupid. Anyway, um, but, you know, Far Cry 6 was a great game, and it was, you know, more of that classic Ubisoft shit, but it was done very well, and I hadn't played one of those games in a long time, and I'm not complaining. I think, no, I, I think that's a good point, because I kind of had that moment with Origins, Sesquid Origins. I think I played it shortly before Odyssey came out, so, like, a little while after it came out. Mm. Um, and that was also a similar point. I was like, oh, I haven't played like an open world game in a long time, and I I, I love my time with it. Like I I played for like eighty hours without any DLC, mm. so for a really long time, I really tried to do almost all, all the game had to offer. And I think what that game also did though was they did kind of do something new, and I wasn't too the new RPG systems, I like the new combat, I like the new more open, more actual open world approach, mm. I like, uh, I mean, what was the subscript before that, Unity? I haven't played Syndicate. that. Syndicate, I didn't like that. You didn't like Syndicate? Because I have, I, I've got a bit of, you know, retrospective on, on Syndicate, because I didn't play Syndicate when it came out, I actually played it this time last year-ish, mm. um, and that game, is actually one of the best Assassin's Creeds. I mean, you hear that a lot, and I kind of get it, but, like, I just had... It, it's just, like, uh, totally rubbed me the wrong way. I played it on a PS4, and I think... I think um, Origins was kind of fine, but I do think Assassin's Creed games are, like, actually quite badly polished, at least on PS4. I don't know how it is on the yeah, Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they kind of... They kind of look like shit. The sound is always compressed to hell. It sounds like you're playing on a PlayStation 1. Mm -hmm. And... Um, it, it, it looks like it's barely holding together, like duct taped together, so it runs at 30, but everything's they, just kind they, of jittery. They all do feel kind of like they haven't moved on from that Skyrim era. You know, where, like, the bugs are part of the experience. It's not even about bugs. It's, like, about fidelity. Like, I mean, it's fine on, a, like, a PC because you can just crank everything up and it's, it's mm. beautiful. But even Syndicate, which is not quite old, like, mm. on a PS4, felt like... Um, just jarring in a way because like uh, it, it didn't feel very finely tuned unlike a game like like I played Ghost of Tsushima I was like in terms of like just the the, the, the graphical production of it this all feels of like one piece it's, it's very smooth it's very uh, well polished everything kind of runs together in a way that 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 works and doesn't look hammered together by a nail and half a centimeter of duct tape mm. and that's kind of how, how all Assassin's Creed 
like I tried Odyssey and it immediately felt like that as well. I was like, this is super janky in a weird way. Uh, and like I said, I'm sure on other versions it's it's better, but um, I had similar issues with, with Watch Dogs 2 as well, where some of it, like in terms of like, cutscenes and stuff, scripted scenes, it's like really well made, but you're kind of going through the open world and it feels like, I feel like I could fall through the streets uh, at any point, it feels and like you very, often do. <laughs> you do, yeah. <laughs> but like I said, it's it, it's 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 um, uh, sure they're connected to bugs, but I don't remember really that being a big problem. But um, with like Origins, for example, mm. it wasn't like everyone was t-posing around. But that is often a, a case with, with open world games because they're they're just cranked out as quickly as possible, mm. and they're so big they leave so much space yeah. for mistakes. No, totally. Um, but yeah, Syndicate, I, I just, also I didn't like just being like a guy walking through streets of a modern city and just killing people. It felt so weird. Like, it was kind of strange. I, I, I think that that game, um, is actually an example of Assassin's Creed at its finest in terms of narrative and storytelling, but also yeah. in terms of, um, that kind of classic, uh, Ubisoft open world formula they established with the Assassin's Creed games and Far Cry 3 in particular. Yeah. Um, where, you know, you're unlocking different areas of the map, you're completing various different objectives, and they actually made the, those those little tasks um, more important in Assassin's Creed Syndicate because you had to complete a certain number of them to unlock certain areas, and um, it felt like you were really liberating the city. Yeah. Um, and I think that what got really lost when Origins came around, like Origins replaced that with a bunch of other stuff. Um, and most of which was really good. Like I loved the combat in Origins and Odyssey and Valhalla. Um, and I, I did like the RPG stuff. For me, it's not that I don't like that stuff. It's that I just don't simply have the time to devote to something like that. Yeah. And so for me, like I'm not gonna sit down and play Valhalla. I, I tried to at one point. And I enjoyed my time of it. I played maybe 20 hours. And I felt like I hadn't even made a fucking dent in the game. And that's a problem for me. I don't want it to be so overwhelming in terms of everything that's going on, everything that there is to do. That and, and, and It's okay to have all of that stuff in there. I don't mind that. That was what was so good about The Witcher 3, was that it did have all of that stuff in it. It was very good as well. Like the All of the side quests were excellent in that game. Oh, yeah. Um, but if you really wanted to run through the campaign, you could do it. But the problem with, and that was the same with the old Assassin's Creed games. Problem with the new Assassin's Creed games is that each of those missions are locked behind a certain level. And you have to reach that level to even have a fucking chance at, do, at, at completing that particular mission. Because the enemies are going to just be way too OP and it's going to just be a complete pain in the ass. Um... So you'll, you'll do one mission where you're like, a farmer comes up to you and is like, oh, I lost my goats. It's like level 25 mission. You're like, well, I'm only level 24. And so you'll, you bang out a level level. You do that mission. Then the next, mes the next mission is the same fucking farmer going, oh, a couple of, uh, could, could you deliver the goats that you just collected to the butcher man so he can like carve them up and then I can eat them for dinner with my family? And then you look at the level counter, it's like a level 28 quest, and you've got to fucking grind three levels to get there. And it's just like, so you're kind of forced to do all of this mundane bullshit throughout the game. Um, and, and that can be good if the side quests are good so that you can level up using the side quests and it'll be fun. Um, and if you're a fucking teenager and you have a million years to yeah, play sure. games... Yeah. Which I don't. I'm sorry. Maybe have five hours a week or something where I can properly devote time to games. And if a game takes fucking eight, 80 hours to complete, it's like I'm, I'm looking at a game that's going to take me, what, 20 weeks or something fucking stupid? That's kind of nice. You know? If you don't lose interest. Uh, my, my problem with these games is that I, I do quickly wonder, like, what am I even doing this for? And they often just feel like... Get, like uh, gated checklists full of kind of almost interchangeable stuff, especially with these big Assassin's Creed games, because like you said, the, the psych, uh, I mean, not even the side quest stuff, anything in those games is a very um, 
like mixed quality. Like some of it mm. is great, a lot of it isn't. And it kind of um I I very quickly can get bored of that. Like with like you say with Witcher, um it also made the way they they, they did it where you have side quests that are all like unique and you always do different things hmm. and uh, they wrote different things for everything and it's there, there there's i think not a single fetch quest in the game i mean there kind of is in in like treasure hunts but you don't need to do them you can if you want to become the mega witch of the continent but you don't have to do that yeah whereas that's most of what you do in these ubisoft games because they are so formulaic and I, I really enjoyed in that game that they they put in the effort. I mean, they could because they had like five years or so to develop the game or like more time than Ubisoft gives mm. their 800 studios. But you know what other game has, according to the reviews that have just come out, also taken up that style of side quests and has also been given about five years of development time? Uh, finding Nemo on the GameCube. Fantastic game, fantastic game. That section where you're in the fish tank and you got to try to find your way out of the fish tank, amazing game. Let me just say that I think uh, Finding Nemo is a very overrated film. But I agree. I'm I, I'm not a big Finding Nemo guy. I also didn't really like Finding Dory. But we're talking about something else. We're talking about something else, Faris. What about are we talking about? Horizon Forbidden West. Yes, Horizon Forbidden yeah. West. A sequel to a game that sucked ass. And I really didn't. I, I, I really enjoyed... That's actually interesting, because I really enjoyed Horizon, because it did different things. It had, what did it do differently? It had... It, it, first of all, it had a completely unique setting. Which, that's true. Sure. I mean, Assassin's Creed... Valhalla is the same as Origins, just the one game is green and the other is orange. Like, let's be honest here. Um, and the one has a town and the other has pyramids. It's like, uh, the, the, even there, I mean, it's 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 a cool tourism. But, it is cool tourism, that but is true. There's almost nothing creative about about the way they build these worlds. Whereas just the idea of these, of this post-apocalypse with these incredibly cool robots, robot animals, and these tribal people, um, was super cool and I really enjoyed the narrative and I thought the combat was really great because you, you fought every, every robot animal the different way and you had very cool different weapons. But then I did get bored of it because it, it has some cool stuff where you, for example, find old artifacts mm. from the old world which everyone has forgotten about and then it's just like a coffee mug or things like that. But it's like you, you, you go through these almost like Tomb Raider-like runes and... At the end of the day, it's like a T-shirt or something. Mm. Um, and what they do with this kind of stuff was really cool, the way you explore the world. But then you had enemy camps, you had question marks on the map, you had about 8 million collectibles, all the same. You literally had towers, just that it's the coolest Ubisoft-like towers ever because it's the long neck dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, I mean, just because it's really cool design and it kind of walks a little bit it doesn't make it that much better than like a static tower in Assassin's Creed so which is why I ended up falling off of the game because I already was tired of these kinds of games five years ago um, but yeah I, I wanted to like it more than I did but I, I do think it was it was cool and more unique. but this is what makes it so interesting, because I didn't like Horizon Zero Dawn. I thought that it was not very original. I thought that it had a great setting, uh, but, but I also thought that the setting was a, basically a 12-year-old boy's wet dream. Um, I mean, it was kind of like, what, what, what are people like? They like dinosaurs and robots. Oh my god, robot fucking dinosaurs. Let's go, guys, let's go. Robot fucking dinosaurs. What a great idea. I'm sorry. It, it was a great it, idea. It, it, it's, it's an okay idea, but it, it's just kind of like, it's just silly. And that's fine because it's a video game, but it's not like this revolutionary, oh, it's a post-apocalyptic world, but instead of it being zombies, it's 
Robot dinosaurs! Holy shit! I mean, it didn't do anything in terms of the post-apocalyptic world any more interesting than something like The Last of Us did five years before Horizon. No, came it, out. it does. It does though narratively, because I read up on on how, where the story actually goes, and it's actually really, really interesting what they do. I played about fifteen hours of that game. Yeah, same. I was so bored that I stopped playing it and I haven't gone back. Yeah. Which is why it's interesting. But I kind of want to play Forbidden West. Now, now that I don't get at all, and and that's why we meet every butt hats, because I I'm I, I was kind of interested in seeing because I, I did let's say respect Horizon quite a bit. I thought it was a really cool game, especially wasn't it by the makers of Killzone. Yeah, which is really. <laughs> and you can see it, and I like that you can see it because it's got a very similar design. I mean, like something like um, what was it, Killzone? The one that came out no, no. at the beginning uh, of P the PS4, Shadow Fall, something stupid like that. Yeah, um, yeah, I see what you, you mean. You can like the the graphical style and the the obsession with like neon lights and shit. Very Killzone, uh, and it's a very stylistic and beautiful game oh, in that way. Yeah, super super beautiful <laughs> games, and Killzone also was always like on top of like. Oh yeah, graphically it was always right up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I was saddened by Zero Dawn, but I am feeling a little bit more hopeful about Forbidden West because the reviews are in. We haven't done a review yet, and I don't have that my hands on the game. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, I I don't, I, have, I don't have my hands on the game. I I'm thinking about buying it. But we'll discuss why I have reservations in a minute about something that you really want to talk about. Mm. Um, but first, I just wanted to say that I am starting to be quite interested in the game now that the reviews are in because they're basically saying the combat has been improved dramatically. There is more variety to the combat. There are more different ways to fight and they fixed the melee. Because um, that was always terrible. The melee in Horizon Zero Dawn. The melee. Melee. Oh, melee. Okay. Melee. <laughs> You're saying it like delay, but with an M. Uh, oh, that's how it's spelled. That's not. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, not how you're supposed to pronounce the word, Faris. Melee. Melee. Yeah. Oh, it just it just sounds wrong. No, that's that's. It fine. sounds no. like you're like a Western suburbs fucking bogan from I don't know Marrick. No, that's not Western suburbs. No, it sounds like I'm fucking from Fargo Western season Sydney. one. And you're like, melee. And it's like, for fuck's sake, shut the fuck up. You, you, you. They fixed the melee. The melee, sorry. But anyway. Let's um, talk about the melee. melee and the mel apparently, the, the melee has been fixed, ladies and gentlemen. It's been fixed and we're ready to rock and roll. Um, I don't know what that was. Um, and it's, that's great. I'm really happy to hear that they've fixed that because that was a real drawback in the original game. It was, like, impossible to do any kind of melee. It was re it really didn't fucking work. Yeah, um, especially in terms of, like, stealth because you had, like, human enemies as well. Yeah, who were in exactly. Those camps. The, 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 <laughs> now you threw me off. The, the melee? That's how I say it. Um, felt quite clunky in a way. But when you use, like, those cool... You had like that cool uh, gun that was like a machine gun that shot like nails or something. You had the bows, of course. Mm, I I, re right. I really liked that, and I really liked the the variety in fighting the dinosaurs. And I also heard that it's more of that, which is very cool, and more different enemy types and things like that. And and that was always a cool part. Exactly. I mean, like that's something that's um, really nice. That 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 looks like it's really nice about the new game is that it it does have a bit more variety in the enemy types. They have fixed the melee. Um, now you fucked me up when I'm yeah, trying to no, say the I'm word. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, and um, <laughs> and and the other thing is that um, I mean, the first game, the impression that I got from it was that it wasn't telling a very interesting or unique story. But the world building was really great, and the world that they'd created was really interesting. Um, now that they've got that world world building um, out of the way, apparently they're now telling a much better story with this new game, with much better characters and much and much more interesting side quests, which is where the other thing comes in, um, in reference to our previous conversation about Assassin's Creed, in that 
the first game really felt like an Assassin's Creed game where it was all of these banded camps and these and collectibles and unlocking towers and all of this shit and obviously that stuff is probably it, it is sorry it's not probably it is in the new game as well but uh, the reviews are out and they're all saying pretty much unanimously that the side quests themselves are now more uh, are now there are now more of them in terms of proper actual side quests not just unlocking things and liberating camps, but proper side quests, and that they are really well fleshed out with really interesting characters and really interesting different sto optional storylines that you don't have to do. Um, in a similar way, and there's a lot of references going around, and it, it's a, in a very, very similar way to The Witcher 3, which is a really fantastic example you know, of, of exactly that. Um, and so I think this kind of combination of things almost basically solves all of my problems with the original fucking game. Well, I, I actually heard I um, I heard similar things, but I also heard different things. Where um, the game is supposed to be, have a lot of good side quests and stuff, but it's also supposed to be chock full with question marks and kind um, of useless collectibles and just tons and tons of, of filler. And it's supposed to be really slow going, like just way too overfilled with kind of not that interesting things to do. Mm. And I heard that the side quests also vary in quality that not all of them are super great and that you still do fetch quests and things like that. And that immediately sounded so tiring to me. Like, like I talked about playing Ghost of Tsushima, I think I did that last year. And at that point, I haven't played like a really big, I haven't played like a Ubisoft game for a while. I was like really into it and I was really into it for like 25 hours. I played mm -hmm. a lot of it. And then suddenly I was like, a, f a switch flipped in my brain. I was like, I can't do this anymore. This keeps like, happening to me as well. Like this, like games. coming to a new area and, and, and uh, I mean, that game at least doesn't have any towers. <laughs> but it still has a huge map full of question marks where you can fucking collect feathers or play your flute or whatever you do in that yeah. game strangle foxes no pet foxes i mean it's a it's it's a it's a great game i i, I i'm not the biggest fan of curses to stream but i know what you mean yeah. at this point and this one is supposed to basically do the same thing it's like i saw it hiring like um I already got tired of the first game, and this one's supposed to be much bigger. Like, people are talking about just a prologue taking in like four or five hours, where basically nothing happens and you don't really do much. And mm -hmm. Alloy is supposed to be a more annoying character than before, and I was like, oh, I don't like any of this, um, the sound of any of this. Um, I mean, kind of imagining the idea of like breaking a new frontier and seeing what's out there with the Forbidden West is immediately exciting, especially with, because I thought a lot of the ideas they had for the world and stuff were very, very cool in the first one. If they have more of that for like a new area, that sounds potentially cool. But just the way some reviewers I saw describing to uh, the, the journey of even getting there to the actual main cool part of the game, sounded like so long and sluggish and like full of uninteresting stuff to do and I was like I don't have and I mean I would have the time I mean I'm I'm, I'm about to play a very long game and I'm very excited for it but I don't have the interest at all like I would get bored so quickly of this I think I think I'm just and I think I'm not just tired to a point like oh, I'm gonna wait a couple years and then play the next Ubisoft game I think I'm just done with this kind of game like I'm I have no interest to play something that feels like so so uh, unfathomably unf um, huge and unconquerable and full of failure. Like I'm, I don't want to just be um, occupied with nonsensical things. Like if I want to do that, I have plenty of games that I can play and mm. I can actually listen to podcasts while doing them. Whereas here I'm supposed to engage with the world and listen to the sounds. I don't like doing that when I do stupid shit. Like, and th these games are just not engaging enough for me anymore. And this doesn't no, sound I, like I it would totally, be I totally feel you there. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm so surprised that I'm kind of enthusiastic about this game. You just played Far Cry 6. Exactly. But for some reason, the look of this game and the things that people are saying, maybe I'm just a sucker for the hype. 
<laughs> it's very, I it's very it. possible. It's very I possible. It. I almost bought Cyberpunk last week, and then I. Oh no, you don't want to do that. That's just like that's another example of those fucking massive games that just. I will at some point, but now is a bad timing because there's another game I want to play. And uh, what is that game? I, are we done with Horizon? I think that this is a good transition because I wanted to ask you. Um, Elden Ring is out next week. Oh yeah, baby. On Friday. Yes, Friday. Yeah. And it's another big open world game. Yes. What's the difference? What are they doing differently with Elden Ring? Other than, I'm sorry, but other than the fact that it's a From Software game, that makes you excited. Um, well, we talked about this before. I forgot which episode, 15 or something like that. So many at this point, man. <laughs> Where uh, I played the beta and what was very quickly very exciting to me was the also the actual openness. Where, I mean, the, the the game has now, for the first time in the company's history, they're actually telling you where to go and what to do. Mm. Um, but, I mean, it's like, oh yeah, go like over there for 100 kilometers. You, on the horizon, you see like a castle, go there. And it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> in between them, what you do is completely uh, un, un, unguided in a way of, there, there's you have a map. There's jack shit on the map. It's just like a literally like a geographical map. Uh, so there's there's no such thing as like question marks on a map or even any kind of marker except for resting places like bonfires. Uh, but you do constantly find things to do. You you have camps, but um, they're just also much more interesting to engage with because there aren't as many and just that uh, the combat and the movement is more unique is is much more different than in a first-person shooter like Far Cry or a third-person action game. Because they do mm-hmm. kind of... Horizon feels very different from Assassin's Creed, but you sneak up on people, you shoot them in the heads with bows. You don't really do that kind of stuff, even in this one, even though it has stealth. But you, you do find so many fascinating things that the game doesn't explain to you. It is kind of the Breath of the Wild uh, approach where... The, the world is so open and completely up. It's completely up to you, what, what you see of it, how much you explore, what you find, and you do have things like little caves where you can find loot. Um, you do have this kind of um, side activity that is not like you know the most exciting thing, but uh, in the beta at least, every cave I went to had like a little mini boss that shit so there's like a little challenge to it as well it's not like Assassin's Creed where you I mean I know they're trying to do things where they attach it to little stories little investigations and things like that but it's still at the end of the day you go to a point you press a button and you you have another thing checked off and because there's no no such thing as either the level cap every challenge is is up to you at the end of the day like if you can manage it or not and you can level up to make it easier but there's never a thing where it's like oh you're not level 30 you can't do this like if you're good enough you can or you come mm. back later and then you do it and um because it is not so also evidently full of filler like when i when i look at one of these standard open world games and this, like, I think Unity was the worst one of those, where you literally, yeah. you had, like, icons upon icons. Like, you can't even see the actual map because there's so many icons of things to do. And it's 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 a much more designed and um, tasteful, in a way, approach because it's not so overfilled with, with just things that are there just for you to do something. And I also do think... The, the world itself and everything is, is much more exciting. Like, I mean, we, 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 we looked at Elden Ring stuff before, like just the idea of you coming out in this world, there's this giant golden tree and all these weird monsters and people around. Um, like the design of From Software is something that I find much more exciting than almost any other video game, especially on that scale. Um, those are a few things, a few of my arguments. What but you you're still unlocking enemy bases. You're not unlocking them. They people you 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 you, you do them. You, you grab what's in there. Mm-hmm. Then, like in a Souls game, they respawn. But you can you don't have to go there anymore. You can. It doesn't matter. You you go away. 
it's it's not contributing to some to some line that's like oh you liberated Cuba, but you're still going through the motions, aren't you? I'm not. I'm not going through. Well, what do you mean by that? You're still going there, fighting the enemies. Yes. Collecting whatever it is you have to collect. Yeah. And then fucking off. Yeah, but I don't do that like 20, 20 times every hour, and I don't do that because a list tells me to do it. That's my problem. That is the structure of this. That is true. I mean, that is one of the things that I would say that um, Far Cry 6 really got wrong was that um, they just added a bunch of those things and called them different things. Like they had these like roadblocks. Yeah. Remember that? Where you couldn't just drive down the road anymore. Every like couple hundred meters, there'd be a fucking roadblock and you'd have to basically liberate a camp. That was pretty, it was like an easy camp liberation. And at some point it just gets to the point where you just get in a tank (coughs) and you drive down the road blowing everything up because you just want to at least free the main highway so you can drive along it. And also a thing, I think, um, they feel inter- interchangeable. Mm. Whereas in, in Elden Ring, when I played it, I saw two camps and they were very different. One of them was like really tiny, but it had like these like really manic warriors <clears throat> who were like fighting without a shield. They were like two swords really fast and they had dogs with them. It was wild, bro. And then there was another one where it was more like a classic like garrison of soldiers, like heavy armors, very slow. A lot of them, they were patrolling uh, around. You could really like sneak around, and then in the middle of the camp, there was this huge guy, who was like really slowly just wandering from one place to another. And he was, he wasn't an actual boss, but he kind of felt like a little boss. Mm. So they were very differently designed. One of them was much more open, and the other one, uh, and like a little arena almost. So as whereas in Far Cry, I like these things don't feel as well designed. They feel quite interchangeable in, in this screen as well. Horizon, I felt that as well. Ghost of Tsushima felt that as well. I think mm-hmm. another game that got uh, did that well was uh, The Phantom Pain. Yeah. America Saw 5. Where basically everything you do is go into camps and or bases and, you know, kill everyone. Uh, but they're all like super intricately and uniquely designed. They all pose different challenges. And that was super th- that's why at least in the five hours that I played I really enjoyed that. The, the question is, what do they do over like 30, 40 hours with that? But as someone who doesn't have much time to play games, is this going to be something that is my, is worth my while? Well, I, I think it depends what you want because you uh, you didn't enjoy Breath of the Wild. I mean, this is uh, in a sense more engaging because you have much more combat and the combat is much better. Mm-hmm. Um, that already sounds better. And you have a story because Breath of the Wild is, is super open where you can do different things. In the end of the day, you have to do this one thing. The, the structure of Elden Ring is... is, is may, I mean, I don't actually know. It might be similar, but it's supposedly not. Um, so maybe. I think it's... Um, it's, it's, it's definitely like a really exciting proposition where it takes some of those elements from, let's say, the open formula, but it does them all differently to some degree, some very different, some with minor adjustments. Mm. So it, it, it might scratch a similar itch in terms of like exploration and you have a lot of different things to do. It's just different thing. It's different from these formu- more formulaic games where they all feel of one piece and this feels like it takes some of those elements but it's it's not quite cut of the same cloth it does something else it's um something i personally find much more engaging but it's also something that is not quite as easy i think i mean the good thing about these games is you know exactly what you're gonna Mm. get and if it's well done that's often good enough and I would never say anything against that. I have a lot of... It's like comfort food. It's like comfort gaming. Like, I play a lot of games for comfort. But like I said, I don't want to play those kind of games anymore for comfort. I don't have a problem with that. But it, this is not... That's, that's a major difference. It it doesn't take an open world to make it comfortable, but to make it more exciting again. And, and I mean, you might not be able to answer this question because obviously the game isn't out yet. But how long do you think that this game is going to be to finish? 
Well, they said it's going to be around 30 hours, which, you know, when developers say that, that can mean anything. It could mean just straight mainline it as much as you can. Um, but realistically, I if I if I got this game as someone who, as I said earlier, doesn't have that much time to play, that's what I'll be doing. I will be main mainlining this game. Um, and if it's a thirty-hour game, that's manageable. Yeah, it's that like, feels a lot better than um, the, these people who are saying that Horizon is going to take you eighty to ninety hours to finish. Um, and I'm sure yeah. that you can mainline it, and it'll be quicker. But um, I think Valhalla broke everyone's brains with that because yeah that game was just absurd like i i never played it i might at some point um but i heard when you mainline it it, it takes 80 hours <laughs> yeah like, well that's that's because of this ridiculous leveling up system yeah because you can't really mainline yeah it. it's not really possible it definitely won't be like that because of like i say it won't have that kind of filler mm. like you will have a lot to discover and it's a weird exciting cool world and, and there are a lot of bits and bobs you can engage with, and there's uh, uh, side characters and stuff that have their own quest lines and things like that. You don't really need... Uh, it doesn't impose itself on you in the way that Ubisoft does, where it's like, yeah. oh, like, everywhere there's icons, and like you can talk to this guy, and this guy wants something from you, and hey, here's a daily challenge, and here you can you can also horse race for some reason. Mm. Like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't overwhelm your brain like that. Um, and And for the listeners... Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Horizon Forbidden West is coming out on PlayStation Five and PlayStation Four, obviously. Yeah. And if you buy it on PlayStation Four, that's the recommended thing to do. If you're going to yes. buy that game, buy it on PS Four, even if you want it for PS Five, because it's a free upgrade to PS Five, yeah. and the PS Four version is free. It is uh, sorry, is ten about ten bucks less. Yeah, so it's cheap. Uh, that's a very good point. Yeah. Um, Elden Ring. I'm saying this like I really should have researched this. Where where can you where, where can we play Elden Ring next uh, week? PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series XS. So I can play it on Series S because that's where yes. I'm gonna want to play it. Yeah. So I can play it on Series S. Yeah. Well, that's promising because um, I really love the Xbox controller. Yeah. Um, Very good. So that's a, that's another that's another selling point. Because I'd have to play it. I'd have to play Horizon on my PS4 because I don't have a PS5. Yeah, I mean, I use a PS4 controller on the PC, and I kind of. Yeah, I'd have a PC that's going to be able to run that. Yeah, I mean, I I have a beautiful new machine. Mm. Can I be a wanker for, for a minute? I told you about this, but of course you can be a wanker. Um, <laughs> how often am I a wanker in this show, Faris? I'm I'm not one of those FPS assholes because I have a machine with a 144 hertz display, and I think. They lock. They're locking Elden Ring to 60 FPS, which uh, From always does that because they they the, the physics are tied to the frames, mm. um, which is why Bloodborne will never be remastered if, because it's tied to the 30 FPS are tied to the physics. If, if, I mean, people have modded uh, emulated the, when they emulate the game on PC, you can have it run on 140 and the whole game falls apart. Yeah. Um, so that's probably what they did here, but I'm kind of annoyed because <laughs> I wanted I wanted to play it in 140 FPS, and I am genuinely a bit peeved that I can't, and I feel like an absolute dickhead for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like 60 is fine. You 60 is fine. You know, it's 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 uh, it's yeah. It's just 140 is also quite sexy. 140 is quite sexy, but it also gets to the point where it's like, are you really going to see that much of a difference? When it gets to that point, like 120 to 140, you're not going to really see much, are you? No, not sure. Sure, 60 to 120, yeah, but yeah. But yeah, should we should we wrap up? I'm a very excited following because it does something different. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like it's kind of like a mixture between Breath of the Wild, Chuck and Shadow of the Colossus in there because you have a you have a really beautiful horse, oh, dude, and it's an empty dead world, uh, but in like an exciting way, you know, uh, and and, uh, and, and and maybe a tiny bit of Assassin's Creed because of the camps. So and I, Dark Souls. I I think that you have perhaps sold me on that sixty euro. Should probably go towards Elden Ring rather than Horizon Forbidden West. Like I said, very much depends what you want. If you want the thing, you the formula you know works, and you know you have fun with, uh, go for Horizon. If you want something new, something different, 
How um, much like a Dark Souls game is this? Because um, for me, like I, I, I like Dark Souls. I have had good times with Dark Souls. I've also had a lot of shit times with Dark Souls where I've just been kind of like, you know, when I played Bloodborne, I played a couple of bits of that game and it just got to the point where I was like, uh, I want to play something else. I think it's it's the um, possibly best version of it where uh, you ha- you it's very it, it, in the beginning it feels very much like Dark Souls, uh, but then you notice that it's much more refined, even in like I say standard Dark Souls combat, shield, sword, you're dodging around. It feels like I say much more refined, uh, much smoother. Even with like standard weapons, you have much more possibility, many more possibilities to uh, many more different attacks and moves and stuff. But then you also can jump now, you can crouch, you have stealth, um, mm. you have much more mobility, and you have a freaking horse. That's pretty great. Not just any horse, Evan. Hon- it's a magic horse that you can call with a magic ring, and it will just appear out of thin air. I'll be honest with you. Um, when you compared this game to the to Shadow of the Colossus, you pretty much sold it to me. I know. I mean, it's not. It's just in terms of atmosphere. I was riding around that's a lot. The, of, that's yeah. like legitimately. That is pretty much the best part of Shadow of the Colossus. <sighs> that's fucking amazing. But yeah, I, 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 I remember. Re- I, I I played that game a couple of years ago. Um, I've never ag- finished again, it. Yeah. Again, because obviously, like I did actually play the original game, um, but I, I I did I replayed it when they remastered on PlayStation. I, I played 4. that too, but I didn't finish it. Um, I left it for a little while. Like I got the game when it launched because I was working for a game retailer and I got a free copy, but I just never got around to playing it. And uh, I was living in Rome. And a friend of mine from Sydney came to visit, and it was just really nice because it was like a sense of home, and he'd come, and it was like, yeah. oh, we used to play video games together, so we decided, let's sit down, let's play Shadow of the Colossus. And I just have to say, one of the best times I've had in gaming in years. That's a brilliant And I game. finished the game in a couple of sittings with him, and it's a, it's a brilliant, fantastic game. Everybody needs to play it. And if Elden Ring is... Anything like that game, that is an absolute selling point for this game. I will I will bring um, my laptop and show you the game. Sounds fantastic. Uh, in two weeks. But, just a little thing to make you a little bit excited. The next episode will potentially also be Elden Ring. Oh yeah, I will have played it. Because, by that point you might have even finished the game. No, no definitely not. <laughs> Well, if it's only thirty hours, you're getting it on the Friday. On the Friday, you took you're taking the day off on that Friday. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so you've got what is that? Seventy two hours. Uh, so if you spend half of that maybe, time playing Elden Ring. No, maybe like eighty five hours. Depends when I wake up. Yeah, I makes mean, sense. It's possible. It's not impossible. No. But I wouldn't recommend doing that. But um, no, I will. I will play that. The thing is, you know, the beta was quite limited. It was it's a pretty small chunk of the open world. They apparently also changed it. They they um they changed it for the beta, so it's not going to be the same as in the full game, which is very cool. Because mm. I kind of was like, okay, I don't want to play too much because then I'll have to play all of that again. That's so I'll have to play all of that again. I want to play it again. Yeah. But, um, there were like videos of people were like, yeah, I played that thing for thirty hours. <laughs> I was like. What the fuck did you do in there? <laughs> but you can because you can just say like I spent at least half of that time just like riding around and jumping around and like looking at things and like oh there's like this weird structure. It has a really nice um I really appreciate the From Software games art style. Um Amazing. and the way that they create these worlds and the way that they create this lore and this amazing kind of um, atmosphere out of something that a lot of the time doesn't really have that much of a story to it. Um, in you know, Demon Souls and Dark Souls and all of these games are like that. It was the same with Bloodborne as well. Yeah. Um, and they do a really amazing job at that. So I'm really, really keen to find out yeah. if this game is the hit that we all hope that it is. I'm pretty sure it will be. But yeah, I will savor it. I will like take my time with it. I'll, I want to see everything in there. So, Faris. Yes. This is kind of the big open world game special. We've talked about Horizon. Before that, we talked a bit about open world games in general, a bit about Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed, Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo, etc. Definitely not an open world game. <laughs> Very um, much not, though. <laughs> and um, now we've talked about Elden Ring. To round out the episode, I want you to give me your top three... Open world games 
Well, of all time. And what we're going to do here is you're going to give me your first, and I'll give you my first. You give me your second, etc. Until okay. we both set all free. I'm unprepared, so this is going to be in. Uh, and, and then at the end of the conversation, I want us to have a brief ranking period. No. Where we're going to look at each to... other's options and objectively decide what out of those six games are the top three. Uh, no, we need to wrap up soon, so we're not going to do that. But um, definitely Breath of the Wild is in there. I, I love that game. So that's number three? It, it's not a definite it's ranking. Not, it's not a ranking. We can okay. do one next time. We can we can simmer. Let us simmer. Let us simmer. But I want you to give me three. Okay, I want you to give me three as well. Because otherwise, will. I'll just sit here in silence. I, I'll give you three. It's, um, um, so, so your first was Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is one of them. Why? I just loved the, the the approach they took by making it so open and so unguided. Like I really liked it because I think it makes for a more significant experience. Because, I mean, especially those modern Ubisoft games, they're like just... Disgusting. Like I, I, I <laughs> In terms of like, well, I, I, I find it so, it so it dulls my senses. It's like I don't even know. Well, this, any this point is something anymore. like I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Breath of the Wild, but what I did appreciate about it was that what what you're saying about the, its comparison with the Ubisoft games, I yeah. completely agree with. And that Ubisoft is the most handholdy shit. Yeah. There's no exploration. And it like runs together. You have like no yeah, and memory it, of there, it. Yeah, and there's no explanation. There's not no exploration because it's all on the map and you can all see it. Breath of the Wild, there wasn't really much on the map. Yeah. And you legitimately did find things yourself, which was amazing. My first one, yeah. Skyrim. Okay. I don't really know I, if there's I anything totally else get I need it. to add. That I never got into it. I get it. What I love about Skyrim... And it's something that all of those uh, Bethesda open world games, like um, Oblivion did it before it, so did Far Cry 3 in um, New Vegas. Let's not forget Daggerfall. Um, Daggerfall. <laughs> well, Morrowind was fantastic. Morrowind was like a legitimately yeah, great I, I game. Never played it. Um, but what was so great about those games is they really did the side quest thing. That is how side quests should be. It's amazing because basically you have like probably like the equivalent of eight or nine main quest style storylines in that fucking game yeah with and all like you the go to, you, factions and stuff exactly you cool. go to the um i think the white run the one that i'm thinking yeah. about now is like the the companions or whatever they're called that's like a full story yeah with a with a with a character with multiple character arcs and you get to know the characters and then like some of them die and stuff and it's like it's a crazy game like that and yeah. then you you almost completely forget that you have this 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 main quest and you're sit you're chilling there smoking some tobacco sitting on your porch because you bought a house with your fucking wife and you've just gone back from raiding Lydia. some fucking some fucking bandit camp and then you're like oh shit I was supposed to save the world wasn't I oops you know and you oh, uh, 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 I go to sleep and I'll just run off tomorrow you know um, so yeah that's why I love that game um, next one shit oh yeah uh, The Witcher Three okay. Because of the, we, we mentioned it before, I think it's 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 uh, just a tremendously crafted world. Mm. Um, like they they it's so detailed in a way where like everything makes sense, uh, everything works together. It really feels like a lived-in place, and it's so full of character, like characters, but also character. Like the world itself has so much personality, mm. and like. I, I played that game like six years ago, I think, five, six years ago. And I still regularly, also because I'm watching the Netflix show right now, uh, thinking so often back on all these places like uh, Novigrad, like like the... Novigrad is um, is a great city, city, but what was also... I Skellige I loved. Skellige was great, but Oxenfurt. Amazing. Oxenfurt, yeah. Amazing city in there. Um, uh, and, and so many small towns and they're all like you can tell handcrafted and uh, so much care went into building that world and it's it, it really pays it off like it's it's yeah. it's spectacular it's it's a tremendous achievement it's amazing yeah no I completely agree and you actually stole kind of my second option so now I have to kind of think about oh, you it you can pick that as well we, we're running short on time we, we are, we are, we are. Um, so yeah I, I'll just say I agree fine that's good but you're free definitely number two then spot. you pick another one 
What? Because I stole one from you. You pick your third one. <laughs> my third one. Uh, or, or do you want me to go again? Because I have my third no, one. No, no, I've got one. I've got one. Um, you said The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm going to say The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. It's an open world game. I never That's really played game. it. I only played like it's, a dungeon. It's a really fantastic open world game because you have... <laughs> You're sailing around and You stuff. have this huge ocean to explore. Um, play the Wii U version. I know no one has a Wii U, but eventually I'm sure it'll come to Switch. Um, and if it does... Is it not on Switch? It's not on Switch. Um, I mean, no, Twilight Princess must... is great, but it doesn't really have that open world. What, how did they um, do Skyward Sword, but not... I don't know. I they don't know. will. They I will. think that they just felt like they, they couldn't will. because they'd already remastered Wind Waker for the Switch. But yeah, Wind Waker, amazing game. All of these yeah. islands to explore, all of these places. One of the As most... you were saying, one of the greatest, some of the greatest towns and little villages in video game history, in my opinion. And just an amazing art style, amazing ambience and, and incredible, feeling to incredible. That game. Like every time I see the game, it just makes me happy. Like yes. it's, it's and, but it's great. also mysterious and incredibly an incredibly sad game because the entire thing is that um, uh, to defeat your grandma Ganon, dies or something. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> your grandma doesn't. There's die. a grandma. There is a grandma. Yeah. Um, but no, she doesn't die. Um, spoiler. Um, but uh, the, at the end of the last war against Ganon. The, the gods flooded Hyrule. So only the people on the mountaintops survived. Oh, right. So actually all of these islands are the mountaintops of Hyrule. So at some point you go down into Hyrule in that game and it is the most moody and atmospheric and beautiful thing. It's an incredible game. So it's one of my favorite games of all time. Amazing that sounds game. very cool. Your final pick. Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, that's a very good one. That's I've, a very good one. Similar reasons to Witcher where the world really feels... Like they, I mean, uh, not died over it, but they they did give up a lot of their life to make this world, and um, you can really tell. Like it's oh for sure, it's it's an unbelievable world. Like it's 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 um, one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen, and the way they um, make it feel so organic. Like it doesn't. Um, the Witcher 3 does that well too, but it feels a bit more crafted. Where the Red Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2, that is a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. Uh feels very organic, like all the mountains mm -hmm. and, and forests and stuff. And it was the most fun that I had uh just traversing, like just riding around in that game was like one, I could have done that alone for hundreds of hours. Uh, it was wonderful. I completely agree with you. And and it's great side quests, great characters. Yeah. Um, it's one of the yeah. few games where like it's such a big open world, and and there and it's a real sign of a good game when you ha you have to go to a certain place and you sit on your horse and you don't just mash A or quick travel, you ride your horse like you would be you role play it you actually try to role play it you ride your horse at a reasonable the pace that you would imagine yeah. riding a horse at yeah. if you were the fucking um cowboy yeah um and you just you know you you just go through this world yeah and and every now and again you might realize that your horse is a bit dirty so you'll take him down to a stream by the side of the road give him a carrot yeah and, Brush and wash him. him yeah and and then go on your way and that is just it's it's a super immersive game because you yeah. can do so many things and it is very slow like laborious game that's, but that that's, makes it feel mu so much more immersive like you're really yeah. in that world you are Arthur Morgan that sexy sexy man and and, and it doesn't have that problem with the Ubisoft um, games where the map is littered with stuff to do. There's yeah. plenty to do, plenty to do, and it's tons of side quests. But it's all unique. Exactly. I mean, uh, the fun thing was when they introduced that that thing where like strangers can just talk to you and want things. Hmm. And I think I had a, in a pet that game for like eight, I don't know, sixty hours, something like that. Probably. Yeah. Um, and I had those things repeated like once or twice, maybe. You know, mm -hmm. those random encounters, which is like an astonishing achievement because you get quite a lot of them. And only twice was like, oh, I was bitten by a snake. <laughs> like, I, I think I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, yeah, it's also, it, it, it has a more open approach, which is very good. And it is very good about, like, it actually doesn't have that many side quests in comparison. Like, if you probably just compare the lists. 
as like a Valhalla or something. But it's like when you get a side quest, it shows you immediately like, hey, there's a question mark at the other end of the map. <laughs> yeah. And you decide whether you want to do it or when you want to do it or, or when not. And it doesn't like annoy mm -hmm. you with these things. I mean, it kind of, I like the camp stuff in this one as well because that could have been super annoying. I was like, Alpha, I need, it's like, I don't know, like a Morgana Persona 5 where someone's like, oh, Alpha, you, we, need, we need meat. And it's like, yeah. how about you go hunt for yourself, motherfucker? No, it's like, it's always fine. Like, they never are annoying about what they actually need. But it does help you a lot if you help your camp. Like, you get really cool stuff out of it. Yeah. That's a great choice. That place was, like, so lived in as well. Like, yeah. uh, just, I really wanted to play one, uh, when I'm done with Elden Ring, I'm either going to replay this or God of War, because I want them on I, PC. I'm really excited for the new God of War, and I'll yeah. definitely be playing that Not before a, the new one comes out. It is an open world game, actually. It is kind of so. an open world game. And so, yeah. for my final pick, I'll, I'll say... Burnout Paradise. God Simulator. Great open world game. <laughs> like Ladies cards. and gentlemen, that was the Early Game Podcast, episode 26. Our big open world extravaganza. Uh, I've been Evan. This has been Ferris. Yes. Um, we'll see you next week, every I Wednesday. I will love Elden Ring very much. And hopefully in the next episode we'll have John back. Yes, because I need to yes. know him about how good this game is. So if, if, if you're religious, then pray for him. If the rest of us will just, you know, eat candy and be a bit like, oh, S send him hope nice, you get better. Send him nice messages. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, this was the Early Game Podcast. We're very grateful for you to tune, tune for tuning in, and uh, we love you. Peace in the Middle East, I guess. I love you. Cheese burrito. Cheese burrito. That's very random. <laughs>